following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Warm welcome to all those listening to this edition, episode ninety. Is it of the right. intentional foul? Wow! And I say We're warm there. Warm welcome, like my leg feels warm from your dog peeing on it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> It is warm out too. It's yes, it is. Nice. Yes, it is. It's we're we have a very very good stretch of weather. I, I think I'm going to have to bring an extra pair of shorts just when I come over. Yeah, I mean he shouldn't have any pee left in him because we were outside for like an hour and he went about four times. It's just one of those young dog things. Yeah. Really excited, gotta pee. Yeah. It's just, just it's, it's just sensory overload. Yeah, that's just what happens. Big man walks smelling in the door. you, smelling your kids, smelling your wife, Holy smelling your crap. dog. Oh my God! Who's Look this, at this new person? Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Episode ninety. I, I mean, we should start brainstorming. I mean, by the time we get another ten weeks, we're going to be in the back portion of the NFL schedule. Yeah, there's going to be not much going on, so we may have to come up with something. To Badger do. season's probably going to be damn near done. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't know. Should we have a guest? I, I'm not sure what we. No, we'll think about that. Okay, we got time. If you have any ideas, of course, shoot us over. We on, might uh, all be dead in ten weeks. Well, the, way, the way this shit's going, the so. way this stuff is going, you are not exaggerating whatsoever. So, welcome to the uh, show for this week. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, listening. As always, I say it at the end of the show, but I'll do it again at the front. Tell your friends. You've got Bears football starting on Thursday. Nothing like it. <laughs> It's already. I, I hate it shaking, so much. Arms crossed, chin down, <laughs> shaking it. head. I hate it so much. <laughs> now, is that because it's not an indication? Usually, outside of the first week, Thursday games are relegated for. I mean, let's be honest. The last three weeks have been a shit uh, matchups. Trash fire. Yes. Yes. So I, I don't think it's indicative of the, you know, well, here, you're, you got a th- Packers got a Thursday game. I think everybody gets one. Do they? Pretty much. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like they're. That's like you're being told to go sit in the corner because you're bad. Right, right. You know no, no, I mean? no, it's not that. It's no. just I hate watching Thursday night football. I just, I'm just doing other stuff. I'm going to go golfing on Thursday. I'm yeah. going to have to come home. I'm going to deal with the dog, and it's just like, you know, there might still be basketball on perhaps. There's going to be baseball on. It's just like I don't really want to sit down for three hours and necessarily, well, I don't think I'm going to need to against yeah, I was Tampa, just going to say, are, are you um, going to dedicate that much time? No. You are a very boxed-in Sunday noon, 3 o'clock football Yeah, guy. I like my football. That's my yeah. window. Yeah. Give it to me then. Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't watch Nothing Monday night with... football much unless it's a Packer or a Bear game or, or if that. it's, like, some serious right. fantasy implications. But, yeah, like, if it's the Niners versus the, you know, the Cardinals, I'm probably not watching. Uh, no. You know? I'm not sure a lot of people are watching. Well, you would. Of course I would because it's football yes. and that's what I do. Right. All right, so the Bears. There they are. There's my bears that I was waiting to see all year. I uh, I didn't get any text messages this week so far. Hey, by the way, they're three and one. Three and one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After they didn't really show up to 
uh, play the Indianapolis Colts, and just a, just a really weird game for them. It, it's not really what I expected. Um, I mean, now what? Okay, what do you have in at the quarterback position? Do you even know? Well, I was pretty disgusted when that game ended because it was a terrible game to watch. It was very boring. The Colts were, were equally as bad to watch. Um, but I'm going to temper my you know excitement in the wrong direction here. Okay. Foles clearly looked like a guy who hadn't really played with those guys before. I mean, there were a couple of throws that you could just tell there was a little miscommunication. There was a couple of times where he went to hand it off and there was nobody there. So that stuff really isn't too indicative of how Foles is going to be going forward. I think those things, as he gets more familiar with these guys, some of that stuff will get ironed out. Um, The concerning part about the Bears' offense is – pretty much everything else right now for me. I mean, everything has been laid at the feet of Trubisky for the last couple of years, and rightfully so. I mean, you trade up to draft a guy number two, you expect production. But their line is awful. Um, They cannot run the football, and Nagy just gives up on it. I mean, you're in one, two-possession game here with the Colts almost the whole day, and you know, your featured running back Montgomery, he's got like eight carries going in the fourth quarter. It's like, you know, what are you doing? I know you're struggling to run the ball, but you still have to do it if you're going to have any hope of having a passing game. And the other thing that's really concerning, and I've talked about it before, the Bears just don't really have playmakers. I mean, Allen Robinson is a very good receiver. He's not a great receiver. He's kind of like your possession guy. He'd be an awesome number two. As a number one, it's pushing it. Then after that, you know, Anthony Miller, he drops balls. Jimmy Graham, he can have a game like he did last week, but then this week he doesn't do anything. And that's kind of been, you. I mean, as a Packer fan, you saw that last year. Know that already. Um, you know, they even Montgomery, who I like, he's a nice player. I but, texted you, he catches the ball yes. well out of the backfield, but you know what, that's not really what you're in there to do. No, you and, and he's a guy that's, he's not a speed guy. He's a guy that's supposed to be able to break some tackles, yep. but it seems like the combination of the line struggles and him not having a lot of burst, he's having a hard time even getting to the line of scrimmage. So I don't know if this is a function of Nagy's play calling. I don't know if this is necessarily just a nuts and bolts personnel issue. When does a receiver um, that is transitioning to a running back or just used back there occasionally, when does that usually work and is a success story? Yeah, I mean, never. Because the moment I heard about Cordero Patterson moving to running back, my immediate thought was, well, that's not going to work. Well, the problem was, and and this is, as I was watching last night the Chiefs-Patriots game, and I'm watching the Patriots with their third-string quarterback hang around in this game against the, the Super Bowl champs, I was just thinking to myself, the Patriots are the Spurs. Like, they just do what they do, and they can take guys from other teams that have flamed out, that have not lived up to their draft billing, that had an injury history, whatever it might be, Bring them into the Patriot system. Plug them in. Plug them in. They succeed. Then they leave again, like Cordero Patterson. And they're bad. And they're back to who they yep. were before. Yep. Cordero Patterson, when he was on the Vikings, these are the same problems that he always had. He dropped a clear uh, completion uh, on Sunday. So they stick him at running back, and like he's this big dude that you would think would be able to run people over, and every time he gets hit, he goes down. 
It's like one, two yard gains. So I would just give the ball to Montgomery. That's what you drafted him for. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I Nagy's play calling. I've never bought into this offensive genius bullshit that the media and football people have tried to uh, tell me about Matt Nagy. I mean, I think Matt LaFleur is a 10 times better play caller than Matt Nagy. I don't even think it's close. Um, he's living off of the, the Andy Reid reputation right now. And uh, it's time it's time for the Bears to put up or shut up with these guys, and that includes Ryan Pace. I mean, I, I saw an article on Bleacher Report the other day about – the, the Trubisky pick. I think I sent it. I might have sent it to you. I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, you, you said good read. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me just find this I here. I didn't read it. So the Bears have made 17 picks on the offensive side of the ball under Ryan Pace. Okay. They have yet to produce a single star player. Their best players are Jordan Howard, Cody Whitehair, Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller, and David Montgomery, who are all okay. Some of them aren't even on the team. Here's some of the picks that he's had, though. Kevin White. Number seven. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Langford. Remember him? He had like a couple of good games. Kid from Michigan State. Is he running back? Yep. Yeah. He disappeared. Um, Adam Shaheen, second yeah. rounder. Out of Albany, I think. Or some, 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 some dinky school yes, I'd never right. heard of. Um, you know, you've got Riley Ridley, the brother of Calvin Ridley. Where the hell is he? Like, what's the deal with that kid? You know, Cole Komet. The kid they took this year, yep. the tight end. Zero production. Where, where the hell is he? Nope. Like, I understand that some of these rookies, you know, they didn't have a, a camp. So there's a little bit of an excuse there. But it's like, yeah, but you see some other rookies that are doing just fine. C.D. Lamb looks pretty good. Jerry Judy looks pretty good. So, you know, where are these guys? Well, I think if you're going to make a change, you have to rid yourself of the general manager, and then you have to let the general manager pick the coach. Because that's you, you. You can't you can't make a change one or the other. Because then it, you know you can't saddle a GM with uh, you know you got to either do it all or do none of it. Well, I, and that's the th- that, I think that's what makes the Trubisky pick so much more of a killer. Because you just what you just talked about getting rid of the GM and getting rid of the coach. You just did, did this three years ago, right? And in the article, John Fox wanted nothing to do with Trubisky. He he was like, if we're drafting a quarterback, which I don't even want us to do, mm-hmm. but if we're going to, we need to take Deshaun Watson. You know, Bear fans can say, oh, we could have had Pat Mahomes. From all indications, it probably was Watson or Trubisky. Um, but you made the wrong choice, so there's one mistake. Mike Glennon was the second quarterback mm-hmm. that you chose. He's out of the league or should be because he's terrible. And then you bring in Foles now. So Ryan Pace has had three chances at the at the quarterback position. If they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he has to be fired. I, I don't understand what you're bringing a guy back for. You, are you going to let him draft another quarterback? Well, and, and then, okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, you say that Nagy's been saddled with all the players that Pace has forced upon him. You keep Nagy, you get rid of Pace, you bring in a new general manager. The new GM is... Sooner or later, not going to want the coach. If, Most likely, if you're not winning, right? So it makes sense to do it at the same time and say, "Well, this is the guy that I'm saddling myself to. We're all going to be in this together. We're all going to be on the same page." And that's how you kind of move forward with that. You let Goody pick Lafleur after he got rid of the McCarthy. That's now his guy. Yeah, and it so far seems to be a good pick, even though everybody was like, "Who?" So I mean, you 
you, you have to give that benefit to to a new general manager if that's what you're going to do. And it's just crazy that you know Pace was hired and Fox was there, and just like you said, he got rid of Fox and brought in Nagy. Nagy didn't even want Trubisky. That's what I mean. So now you're saddling your new coach with a quarterback that you liked, but your coach doesn't. And it's just unbelievable. Like thinking back on it now is even more unbelievable. It's like Trubisky didn't even start his first two years. He couldn't beat out a guy that didn't even get a sniff in the NFL. And what he led North Carolina to like some freaking December 23rd bowl game. Like cool. What the fuck are we looking at here? So who? This is that old thing like, well, just watch the game. Forget all this other shit right. that all these scouts and all these general managers, oh, the metric. No. Watch the game. That's what all the scouts say, that you can ignore everything. You know what doesn't lie? The tape. That's right. Watch the tape. Take what you need away from the tape. Period. End of story. So I guess then my question to you as a Bear fan, who's... What is the team? The team that we just saw or the team where they pulled some games out of their ass and were maybe lucky to win, but they did win? Or are we going to get this seesaw back and forth every week? I think you're going to get a seesaw, and that's the problem. Um, This team has no identity. Are you a run-the-ball team? Are you a passing team? Are you a defense-first team? Are you a field position team? What are you? You can't rely on your kicker, so you can't really be a field position team. Your defense is good, but it's not the old Bears defense that's ter- that's creating turnovers and getting points off them. Um, you obviously can't run the ball because your line is trash, and you have no skill guys until you can't throw. What the hell are you? What are you trying to be? That's my biggest confusion with Nagy. It's like he's never had a clear – he's never come out and said, look, this is what we're going to do. We want to run the football. We want to be a vertical passing team. I have no idea who these guys are. Okay. That's that, that That's was... enough. I'm done with the Bears for this week. They, they got to play Tom Brady now, who's coming off a five-touchdown game on a short week. How are you feeling about that? Don't care? Yeah, well, they're going to be three and two. I mean, at the end of the day, where, they're where, three and two. Where are they playing? I think in Chicago. Okay. They're going to be three and two. They're going to be in second place in the division, which is already over. <laughs> And uh, they've still got an outside chance of sneaking into the playoffs. I don't know why I said where they playing because right now it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for anybody. But at least you don't have to travel. I mean, at least you're home. But I I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. So three and two. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Packers beat the Falcons on Monday Night Football doubleheader game number two, uh, thirty to sixteen. Offense looked pretty good. They went right of the gate, went down the field, and they uh, they scored. Defense kept them off the field. Green Bay got it back, took it all the way down to the one, and couldn't punch it in on fourth and one. And there <laughs> there was some discussion on Twitter about this because the I I thought for sure by the time they got to midfield, I was thinking this is going to be a ninety nine yard drive. Absolutely, yeah. and and they've just swung momentum back in favor of the Falcons, even though they were still winning the Packers. I thought for sure, like, this this has the potential early to be a game changer, and Green Bay wound up getting a stop at a field goal, and there was a couple of people online who said, this is what Patton's defense is about, and even though they gave up a lot of first downs, they ultimately got a stop and only got three points, so that's a win for the Packers, and I went, 
I don't know about a win. The I old, don't want the, my defense on the field for 10 minutes. The old bend but don't break philosophy. Yeah. For a, for the entire length of the field. But Coach <laughs> Coach Russ, who is very well-versed in football, said don't give me the defense has been on the field for a long timeline. The offense has been out there just as long. And I'm like, okay, but nobody really complains about the offense being out there a long time. What's the defense's job to do? Get them off the field. Right. When you're not doing it, it's demoralizing and de-energizing. And the offense is the they have the first right of substitution, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, they they can dictate the flow of the game, and if the defense can't do it, of course they're going to get a little bit demoralized. Like I don't understand. Like when you're moving the ball, it does nothing but give you more, you know, more energy and more enthusiasm, whatever sure. you want to call sure. it. Like, a defense, you're like, God, how many third downs? We can't get them off the field. Like, you know that's mentally and physically taxing. Absolutely. So I don't I don't agree with the whole, you know, well, the offense has been out there just as long. You think they're not tired and they're com- not complaining? I'm like, that. I, I just don't understand that argument. I And, like, for as much as people say that time of possession helps determine a winner, when my defense is out there for 10 minutes yeah. on one drive? I I don't see how that helps you win. No, I guess no. Whether you hold them to a field goal or not, it, it can pay dividends later on, right? Yes, I so, agree. Um, Devonte Adams apparently said during uh, tweeted out during the day that he was good to go, and he doesn't. He apparently doesn't know his body as well as the people in charge, which basically said the trainers or the coaches or the management said, "Yeah, you're not playing." Right. You know, and honestly, I don't disagree with that. One, because it's the Falcons. And I guess in the face of Alan Lazard being out for a while, maybe you couldn't. I mean, your top two receivers, that's asking a lot. But then you saw what happened to Julio Jones and Ridley in the game. And one, I can't remember which one of them had to go out. Um, because they were both banged up, but they yeah. both but they both played. Well, Julio didn't play the last couple of weeks. Right, yeah, but he, they both tried to go, and I think it was he went out because I think somebody was on, um, was on Ridley, and I think Jerry Alexander, and he didn't get a ball mm. to him. But they were both hobbled, and Julio had to go out, and it's like, well, now how many more weeks could he potentially miss? You know, you try to give it a go. We're we're thinking long term here. You got to buy a week, use the extra time. We can beat these guys without you. And then he had to delete the tweet. All right. <laughs> Well, I, I just think that uh, the last two years have proven Devontae Adams does not matter. They're six and zero without him in the last two years. Um, I don't think I, I don't think any receiver matters that plays with Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. Um, if you do what you're supposed to do, he's going to find you. You're going to get open. And you're going to score touchdowns. Well, and it's amazing how many guys they can split out wide or throw in the backfield. And they, I mean, they had Jamal Williams made some sensational plays out of the backfield. Um, they had Jones split wide a couple of times. They had um, Darius Shepard catch some decent balls as well. And I mean, Robert Tanyan, Big Bob Tanyan, three touchdowns. He's got more touchdowns this season than Jimmy Graham had in two years in Green Bay. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing as the receiver, Rodgers is going to get you the ball, and you're going to have success. And, I mean, I'm not taking anything away. I'm not saying Devontae Adams isn't any good. Right. He, or, is, a, or, he, he they, is a good player. Or they couldn't use him. Sure. Right. If, if you're When you're playing the top, top teams, yes, it's great to have him on your roster, but 
at the end of the day, the Packers are still going to be a really good team whether or not that guy plays another snap this year. See, and that's one of the concerns about you say really good team. I don't know if they're really good or not. They are because there's not really very many good teams, especially in the NFC. There's but, only about three that are really legitimate contenders. Well, is that going to make them have a good record, or is that going to mean that they're really good? Because those are two different things. Well, who is really good in I, football? The Chiefs? I mean, I just watched them last and night. They, that was they a look like snooze shit. fest against two backup quarterbacks. No, I, I mean... They haven't played a real top level team yet. That they've, had, played, they've played three trash teams with, has, JV, yes. with JV secondaries, pretty much. Not to I'm not no. not to say that Rodgers wouldn't pick apart the best secondary, no, but, but they've had three bad ones. That's legitimate. Yes, they that, have. That's completely legitimate. So that's what when I when I hear people talk up the Packers and say you know they've had really good games, whatever. Well. You need to take into account who you've been playing and who is missing from those teams. I think if if New Orleans had beat them, I think everything would be tempered down a little bit because it'd be like, okay, we played a good team yeah. down there. They beat us. Good pass rush, good secondary, right. fine. But with no Michael Thomas down there, that really hurt Breeze mm-hmm. and and Breeze Packers, isn't Breeze anymore. And the Packers played well. Yeah. So so now they now they got to go to Tampa. Um, the division is over though. After the bye, it's over. It's over. It's over. Four and zero win. Pat Crownham. Yeah, the Bears aren't going to beat them twice. So you've already got a game up, and you've already beat the other two teams in the division handily. Right. So, I, I mean, they've had their struggles in Detroit over the years, but with no fans there, I just don't think it's going to matter. I think, oh. I think they will probably sweep the division again. Really? I really, I really 6-0? do. 6-0? Yeah. Okay. Um, Packers on the bye week, and again, that is a, uh, I think that's a three twenty five start time. I felt so bad for that, that kid for... Uh, Atlanta last night when he tore his Achilles. Just trying to stop. Just trying to stop. And and he blew it out. And, like, they, they were saying, like, he's the backup to the backup. And he's, like, the leader of the secondary right now. And he just blew his Achilles out. And they brought in this guy. And they're, like, just activated today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Steve's playing Rodgers at Lambeau on Monday Night Football and. Yesterday he didn't even think he was playing, and now he's not going to be. Playing and now he's for just a while. now he's got to play the last three quarters. Right. You know, it's like Jesus. Good luck. Uh, one note for the Packers: I just read coming over here it was posted about an hour and a half ago. Their new draft pick, who was used uh, as an H back, fullback, tight end, they split him out all over the place. Josiah Deguara, who they had high hopes for, he had a really good week one, then got hurt. Finally played last night, tore his ACL, mm. done for the year. Ouch. So that's. That's one of those young guys that they were looking to insert. Lafleur was going to use as an option, and now you're you're down. But that's I did hear next man up. I did hear uh, AJ Dillon's name mentioned once. Yeah, he got a carry. Yeah, at a most random time in the ball game. Totally. I went, I yeah, went, I wasn't Why? paying attention. All of a sudden, like an AJ Dillon with a two yard run. I'm like, wait a minute, it's like. 12 minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why, why are in? you in and why are you getting this And it was at, like, right the now? 30. It wasn't like it was no. the goal line. And Aaron Jones didn't play a lot down the stretch, and there were a couple of, of Packers beat writers wondering exactly why that was, and I don't know if they, they addressed that with, with Lafleur. Um or not in the in, in the post game, but that was kind of questionable because he put on he put on, again, a good first two quarters. He's a good player. And, and he does a lot. Yeah, he's good. So, all right, let's, kind of a poor, like a poor man's Kamara almost. Yeah, and I'm, I don't I'm, think he's quite that dynamic, but no. he's good. I'm trying to not look ahead to the off season to figure out what they're going to do and how much money there are they are not going to throw at these guys and I, let them walk. I mean, I think if you look around the league, every time a running back gets paid, it's a disaster, and that's really sad. I mean, even look at Ezekiel Elliott and how good he is. 
Like that money could be so better spent elsewhere. I was just gonna say, what's that mattering Ooh. down in Dallas right now? Yeah, not much. Um, started on Thursday night with the Broncos beating the Jets last week. High scoring game, not a lot of defense. Mm-mm. I watched maybe a little bit of it. Um, we already went over. Who the do you bit. think? Uh, who do you think in the Jets organization, Adam Gase has incriminating information? No on? kidding. Because how in the world does that guy still have a job? And I saw today they've benched Darnold for Flacco. Why would you do that? I thought that was your guy. Yes. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would the Jets front office allow you to do that? Is well, that- Joe Flacco. You're zero and four. What the hell is he going to do? Are, so, what, what, so what are you telling me? Are you done with Darnold? Are you, that's you what I draft mean. A quarterback? Are you punishing him? You going to try to just tank and hope you can get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, wh- I told my, <laughs> I told my Some wife, of these teams, man. I told my wife that if the Vikings lost their game in a battle of of teams that didn't have a win, I said you guys could get this really good quarterback from Clemson. Yeah, because nobody's passing him up if they have the first pick. No, but Vikings wound up winning their game. Jacksonville uh, lost to Cincinnati. Good for Joe Burrow. Yeah. but I mean that's the team's got some trash. friskiness. They've been hanging around in these games. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Cleveland beat Dallas. You had mentioned oh, that. just whomped him, too. That I saw the, the, the little end around to OBJ where he went down the side. That was a – I saw it in real time when I was watching. I just kind of went, holy shit. Well, and Cleveland ran for like 300 yards. Yeah. And Chubb got hurt. Oh, yes. Just ran over him. Ran through him, around him. I heard a lot of people, especially around here, kind of having a little schadenfreude at McCarthy's failures here. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like – Dallas is scoring like 35 points a game. And and look at their record. This is not a Mike McCarthy issue. Their defense is trash. They have no players, and they have a a poor scheme or whatever. And I've heard he's taking a little shit for bringing in Mike Nolan. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, this dude's non-threatening, yada, yada, yada. But he hasn't been a coordinator in like seven or eight years. And it's showing because that, that... Defense is just getting shredded. I don't wish any ill will on McCarthy. I think it's funny that he's in Dallas, which is notoriously hated by Packer fans. Sure. Yeah. And now it's the ex-Packers coach. And I just think it's funny that they're having struggles. I don't want him to lose. I'm not actively rooting against him. Doesn't seem like a bad guy. No. Just the situation is just comical to me. It's just the Cowboys, man. It is. It's just the Cowboys, dude. That's just what this is just how they roll. That's it. Dak Prescott is putting up historic passing numbers. 500? Did he throw and over 500? Going to, he's going to walk into the negotiating room Pay me. and he's going to lay down his stats this year. They're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that garbage division. And they're going to get beat in the first round. And he's going to go in there and go, I threw for 5,000 yards. I had a completion percentage of 65. I took and you I, to the postseason. And I, and I threw for 45 and touchdowns. And I won the division. Why am I not getting paid like all these other guys? Because you finished 500, dude. Right. But, but they don't I care. Still won the numbers division. Numbers numbers. Because as long as Washington, Philly. Whew. And the Giants. And, 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 yeah, are still bad, you, you can be 500 and still be successful. Um, New Orleans beat Detroit. Everybody on that panel, except for one person, I think I was watching ESPN, picked the lines in that game. Really? Except for Sam Ponder. Wow. Who picked the Saints? And I was like, I didn't think to, but Detroit got out to a big lead, and then there went New Orleans. I heard an interesting stat about the Lions today. Since Matt Patricia has been there, so I think that's three years. This is going to be great. They are seven, eight, and one 
when they have had a lead of double digits at any point in the game. That's horrifying. That's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Think about this. Like, here, listen to that again. 7-8-1 and one in games where the Lions are winning by double-digit points at some point in the game. Like, you talk about people. I feel like Collinsworth. You talk about this guy. Like, people who fall off of a or plucked away from a coaching tree get more rope than they should. Yeah. They and do. this this guy has been attached to Belichick, therefore he's good. Like there are some that get plucked that are that really take to heart a system or realize that was successful there. We want to mimic this here. Then there are some where you're like were you even paying attention? Well, if you're going to hire somebody off of the Belichick tree, you don't hire his defensive coordinator because he's the defensive he coordinator. That's right. Like that's why that, that's why that, people that, are after Josh well, McDaniels. Yes, that Flores guy that's in Miami yep. looks like a good young coach, special teams guy. You know, McDaniel, everybody kind of wants him, mm. offensive guy. You know, Romeo Cornell was another guy. He was the defensive guy. Mm. No, not good. No. Um, Pittsburgh and Tennessee was postponed. Viking or uh, the, I should say the Titans have they gone two days without yeah. positive now? So well, sounds like they're when are they hopeful gonna, to play? When are they going to make this up? I don't know. Okay. I, uh, week nine, week eight, some, something down the road. Right. Yeah. Um, Seahawks and the Dolphins. A little too tight for my comfort for the uh, for the leading candidate for NFL MVP. I guess. Well, or, it's another team that just Aaron Rodgers, but it's another team that just has bad defense. I mean, they're asking Russell Wilson to come through, and and he has. I mean, I guess they've got enough defense to keep winning these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the throw by Herbert that apparently set Twitter on fire during the Charger uh, Buccaneer game. Did you happen to see highlights of it? I'm not. I don't think so. Okay. Some somebody apparently said that that it was a an incredible throw for something. I have All watched I know is the Tampa Bay one. I have watched a good portion of the last three weeks of Charger games because they're usually on in the afternoon, and uh, there's not a lot of games to watch, but. Mm-hmm. He's been impressive. Like that kid's an athlete, and and he's, I mean, he's certainly better than Tyrod Taylor. I know they say Tyrod's going to get his job back when he's healthy, but how can you do that? Because I think they feel they don't want to get sued because that doctor punctured his lung. But <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you go back to him. I just don't know how you can do that. If if, if you know, if you're the GM, how you do that to the coach, and you say you got to put this guy back in. Or how do you do that to your fan base? It's like, this is the guy we drafted for the future, and he's playing well, and you're going to bench him? And they're not that – I mean, they're 1-3, in three, but they've been in all these games. They're not bad. They did lose uh, Austin Eckler for four to six weeks with a, like a hamstring knee injury. Mm-hmm. It was kind of ugly looking, but um, they're not a bad team. People say Lamar Jackson played well against Washington, but it's Washington. Ken, I was going to say this to you uh, yesterday, but – can we stop with the uh, raving about how good Ohio State quarterbacks are? Sure. Like, what's this kid Fields now that yep. they've got that everybody says, you know, he's going to be probably the second quarterback pick? Can somebody point to me where the Ohio State quarterback in the pros that was any good is? I, I, I'm waiting. Dwayne Haskins, Troy Smith. Uh, where, where are these guys? I, I mean, that's one of the things that drives me nuts about college football is, like, you get some of these teams that run these gimmicky bullshit offenses, like basically everything Urban Meyer's ever done, right? and these guys put up ridiculous college numbers, but it's like 
You can't play that way in the NFL. You're no. going to get killed. Right. You have to actually be able to read a defense and audible and and do things at the line of scrimmage. Like you can't. You're not just going to be the big dude on the field that's the best athlete. Yeah, you that, know? that doesn't translate. That doesn't translate to success automatically. I mean, unless you're just an absolute genetic freak like a Cam Newton, most of the time that just doesn't work. And even with him, his inability to do some of those things have kind of held him back as good of an athlete as he is. I'll be curious to see what. What Ohio State does, and I, and and again, Fields at at the professional level to see if this streak, all of us, you know, it yeah, continues. Well, I I don't know. I don't. I'm just. I don't buy it. That's fine. I don't buy it. That's fine. You know, you maybe he will be good, but I I got to see it before I'm investing a top five pick in that. Cardinals lose to the Panthers. That was a little bit of a surprising one because now Arizona has kind of come back down to earth a little bit. You kind of feel like they might be one of those teams, win two, lose two, lose to a shitty team, beat a good team. But Carolina, man, Bridgewater, we talked about it last week. He's solid. Mm-hmm. He's solid. And, um, you know, that's as it's the old Bill Simmons-Ewing theory. Yes. Um, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, and all of a sudden you Better plug in a couple him. other dudes and start spreading the wealth a little bit and – they're two and two. Minnesota won its first game in a battle of the winless against the Texans. I watched a good portion me of that too. game. Um, it, it just really, really amazes me how guys can come from small colleges and and translate and improve their game. Thielen's just a good possession receiver. Yep, he gets open, he runs good routes, he gets he gets separation, and he makes great catches. And he's just so valuable. He's not a burner. And he's not like you said. He's not a guy that's gonna you know beat you deep or make these huge spectacular. He's not gonna plays. jump over people, right? And, exactly. Yeah. But you know, if you're gonna throw it to him, chances are he's probably gonna catch it. Well, and as good as Stephon Diggs was for them, and still is for Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson's gonna be better. That, that kid's really good. That's one that I think the Packers really missed out on. Well, I think he went before Earlier. their pick, but I know they wanted. Yeah, him. he he's impressive. Yeah. He's impressive. Um, and the, and and that's that's what I had to tell my wife. I'm like, watch this kid. This kid's going to be good. And Dalvin Cook is a stud. Of course he is. That dude is is legit. Too um, bad their quarterback is, is, is a complete idiot. Garbage. Oh my god. Bad. He is the king of eight and eight, man. That he, eight and eight, Kirk Cousins. Giants lost to the Rams. I mean, that might I have been one of the worst seventeen regular season football games I've ever watched. I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. watch I mean, that. I didn't watch much, but the part I did see, I. The only the highlight of the game was uh, afterwards when Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate got, got into a fight yeah. because Jalen Ramsey dropped two kids in Golden Tate's sister and then dumped her ass. That's true. See, that's true. This is the kind of stuff that you expect to see in like the NBA or no, something. No, this is the kind of shit you expect to see on Raw. <laughs> Somebody like bringing a steel chair or something like that. Bag of nickels. Yeah, Mark Henry drops a couple in May Young, oh, and then you know Mula, Mula gets pissed. God. Hits Mark Henry over the head with a chair. He, May Young gives birth to a, a hand. hand. <laughs> Just terrible. Uh, let's see. Buffalo beat Vegas. I don't. Buffalo's good, man. Are they? They're okay. good. They're a good team. Uh, I don't know if Josh Allen can keep up this pace, but I, I've been impressed with them, even though they should have lost. To the Rams. Your prediction for San Francisco is is getting better by the week. Well, I got lucky because everybody got hurt. Well, that, that helps, but still, that's part of the thing. It's yes, like it is. you know, 
Last year you have such good health. It's gonna. It's, it's what's happening to the Packers. Uh, like you count on a season when they are freakishly healthy, and your immediate thought is that ain't gonna happen two I'll, years in a row. I'll tell you what. I don't know what the 49ers got in return for trading DeForest Buckner, but holy shit, is that guy good? I watched him destroy the Bears the other day. Um, I can't. I think the Colts must have gave up a pick or something for him, but whew, they and the Niners missed that guy because he's a stud. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think how long that defensive line that they have. Everybody that can get to the quarterback is in, especially in their front seven yeah. total. But, um, yeah, Casey, we already talked about a uh, boring game against the Pats, but they pulled it out. And then we already mentioned the Packers uh, and the Falcons. So that was uh, week three, week or, or week four, I should say. Week five, now we're into the buys. Yep. Um, only a couple teams on the buy. We'll start with Thursday night. Yeah. Um, three and one, Tampa, three and one, Chicago. Yeah, I think this is, uh, well, I, I don't want to say it'll be a, I think Tampa will win. I expect Foles to play better, but Tampa does have a pretty good defense. Um, you know, this is a this is a Khalil Mack game for me. This is a game where if the Bears want to win, he's got to be super disruptive and get Brady off of his spot. If they just let Brady stand in the pocket, I think with those receivers, he'll pick them apart. Carolina and Atlanta, I I'm going to call it right now because Atlanta's at home. If Carolina goes in there and beats them, which I think they should because home field really shouldn't matter right now, this is going to be another coach that's going to get fired. It's got to be. Got to be. I mean, he, you you were texting me this morning how Dan Quinn has not been fired yet, and I said, you probably could have been fired last season, could have been fired at the start of this season, but you start 0-5. You have to be. I, and, and, you know, you should have beat Dallas and you should have beat the Bears. That's and, what I mean. And you... you you botch those games so badly, you know, that 0-4, it, it almost feels worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um, unbeaten teams, Bills and Titans, Tennessee mm-hmm. only 3-0 because they had to miss this last week. If they can go, they'll play the Bills. I predict that to be a very boring game. Okay. Tennessee is just boring. Yes, they, just, they are. They just want to run the ball. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Vegas and KC, I'm going to go with the Chiefs until they lose. I yeah. Think. Vegas isn't bad, though. They're they're not bad. They're they got some talent, but I'm just not a Derek Carr believer. Okay, here's okay. Maybe going into this game, here here's the better question: When when the Cardinals beat the Jets in New York and they fall to zero and five, and the Falcons go to zero and five, who gets fired first, <laughs> Quinn or Adam Gase? How long does either team stick with them if they're not going to fire them? Because right now those are two the those you, you look around the league those are probably the two head coaches that need to go after Bill O'Brien just got dumped. Yeah, I mean, there's no question they they should both be fired at the end of the week if they get beat. I don't know how you justify keeping these guys around at zero and five when you've had poor success with them prior. I mean, I know Dan Quinn's been able to live off that Super Bowl run they had, but that was three years ago. That was That's a long time. That's a long, long time in football. Long, long time. Um, so, yeah, Cardinals at the Jets. Nah. Steelers uh, against the uh, Eagles. See, this is the one of those games where the Eagles will win. You think? Yeah, well, I'm not saying I'm predicting it, but this is just one of those games just where you're setting like, up for it. they've played like crap. Everybody's... Writing them off. Steelers got an extra week of rest. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um. Let's see. L.A. Rams. Ram. Oh, that's right. Rams. Sorry. Against the uh, the, de- the, de- the Deadskins. The de- <laughs> Jesus. Um. I don't. I mean, I'm not watching a second of that. 
No. That's that's garbage. I don't know that I'd watch any Washington football no, game. No, actually, um, Bengals and the Ravens. Yeah, I mean quarterbacks are interesting. Baltimore, but, I think, is kind of going to put Cincy in its place coming off a win. I would think you'd think so. Um, Jacksonville okay, well, and Houston. This should have been Thursday night. This is now. <laughs> is Romeo Cronell the new guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the coach wasn't. I mean. I don't think he's going to turn anything around. I just think that team's got a lot of problems. Oh yeah, they got a lot of problems. They're, you know, and they just signed Deshaun Watson to a monster. You're paying deal. him a lot of money. You're paying uh, an over the hill JJ Watt a ton of money. Um, like we said, they traded their best uh, skill guy in Hopkins. They're trying to cobble this together. It's it's ugly. I feel bad for Watson. I mean, he got paid, which is what he wanted. But, yeah, but I'm sure he wants to win. Yeah, um, and I'm sure he doesn't want to have to friggin' run for his life on every drop back either. Can the Dolphins go to San Francisco and beat them? Uh, if Garoppolo doesn't play, yeah. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard don't really strike much fear in anybody, I don't think. I wouldn't think so, except in the offensive coordinator who's wondering how they're going to win a game. What's the, in, in, is, is Tua still not 100%? What's going know. on down I, there? Because Fitzpatrick's great... still hanging on to that job. We need to check in with thought, John Barry. I would have thought by week five you would have heard some Tua rumblings, but we haven't really heard much. And it ha- there hasn't been not a lot of clamoring. No. So he must not be 100%. Or they're just fine waiting until the right time. Yeah. I don't know when that is, but, I mean, they got one win. I mean, it, you probably the pressure is going to get turned up pretty quick to play the kid. You'd think so. Um, Indy and Cleveland, I like this game. Mm-hmm. I... I Indy's defense is really good. One thing we didn't talk about against the Bears, Rivers just doesn't really have it anymore. Well, he's, to me. I, I was he gonna, comes yeah. up with these throws, but you're like, how did that happen? I was watching that, and I thought to myself, he's now become a game manager. That's what he is. He's got uh, a couple of nice running backs in Jonathan Taylor and Hines, and he's got a, a good receiver in Hilton and a couple other decent weapons. And that defense is really good. So, you know, I think they're just going to try to win 20-17 to 17 all year. And they're only paying him for one year. And, I, you know, the thing with Rivers is, like, when he would get in trouble is when they would get behind in San Diego and, and then L.A., and he would have to throw, and then he would start trying to throw deep. That's when he would get picked. Because he's never been one of those dudes that you would be like, wow, he's got a cannon. You always kind of had that weird yes. sidearm throwing Three quarter thing. or something. But if you're just playing this underneath game like Drew Brees is playing with the Saints, I mean, he's a pretty accurate thrower. I think that might work out well for them. What you need to do is get pressure on him because he oh, does not oh my move God. well at all. He is all. a friggin' statue. Like I saw him try to scramble out of the pocket, and he got chased down within a millisecond. I went, that's? I will say this, though. That's your escapability? That dude is hilarious. Oh, the shit talking? The shit talking without swearing that he does, mm-hmm. all the dad gum. When he was giving Roquan Smith shit about Jonathan Taylor burning him around yeah. the corner, that was great. And that I'm a Bear fan. And he's like, he just got you around the corner. And you, Roquan, no, he didn't. He's like, oh, he got you. He just got you. I just watched him. He got you. And it's like, man, this is this is good. I like this. You need, you need some of that stuff that's that's fun stuff. Yeah. Okay, that being said, Browns or Colts? I uh, I like the Browns in this one. I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves, and they actually, I think, have a real coach. Okay. Yeah, for as much shit that they took for hiring Kevin Stefanski, he's kind of had a good impression. 
and made we'll see if made the, a lot of improvements on the guys that he has already on the roster. We'll see if Chubb being hurt how much really that matters them, yeah. because now you really got to rely on Kareem Hunt. Um, but their defense was pretty decent last year. It was their offense that was a disaster, and now they're getting the ball to Landry and Beckham a little bit and letting them make plays. It's interesting. Here's the worst game of yeah. the week: Owen four Giants, one and three Dallas. This is one that Dallas should win. Otherwise, you're really looking at Mike McCarthy like, why are you here? At home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the Giants are pretty putrid. That's what I mean. Like, Dallas has to have that, and it should be a dominating one. Like, run it up. Yeah. You know, start put a splash up there on the board. We I haven't, I mean, I have Dak Prescott in fantasy, so that's kind of why I've kept my <laughs> eye on the Cowboys, and he's rewarded me well with some ridiculous numbers, but... They have not had the Ezekiel Elliott monster game yet, and this is one of those games that I could see where, like, dude, just give him the ball 25 times and let him smash people and get a, get a buck 20 and a couple of scores and just get the hell out of there. I mean, doesn't that kind of seem like mm-hmm. if you're really trying to get him going? Because he had COVID, and I've heard some some people speculate, like, you know, maybe that affected him. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. So right, is he hundred percent? Is he hundred percent? Is he you know is his conditioning there yet? I don't know, but you know if I was a cowboy fan, that's the guy I think you got to get going because and again it's like we talked about last week with how to play against the Packers. If you're the Cowboys and you got a garbage D, keep them off the damn field, run the football. And it gets an own four team that's already demoralized. They're easy just to just smash the hell out of. They're them. easy to demoralize right, sure. right out of the gate. If you, you know. got the kickoff and it ran the ball nine times down the field and scored a touchdown, the game's over. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. How? How are? Because then the defense's like, well, how are we going to stop that? You can't. It's like a basketball team that comes out and presses you, and all of a sudden you look up and it's twenty to two with seven minutes left in the first quarter, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> uh, Broncos and Patriots don't really care, I guess. Poor Broncos. Just everybody's hurt. I know it's you and I talked about that last week, and you feel I don't feel bad for anybody that's not you know, but Fangio is getting a tough deal. Yeah, it sucks. For, it, 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 it just because I thought Denver was going to be uh, interesting. I didn't know how good they'd be. I thought they'd be but injury, fun team. Injuries but, could just derail everything. So does Cam play? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if the Titans are playing, should Cam be able to? I don't know. I guess I, it all depends on how bad he got it, right? Or, yeah, how many negative tests you can turn around. I mean, I, I give up trying to follow all the rules and protocols and stuff like that. It's just, if it's like, if they want you to play, you're going to play. Well, Trumpy today said don't fear it. Of so we're all, we're all good. We're fine. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Uh, um, <laughs> here's a Sunday night game that could be ugly. But it depends. Because can Minnesota's offense put up some points on Seattle's defense? Mm-hmm. I mean, because Russell Wilson's going to be able to to do some stuff to that Minnesota secondary, yeah. I would expect. Yeah. I mean, this this could be a track meet. It could. It could be an interesting one to watch. You know, game in the 30s, somewhere around there. God, and I mean, you would have, you know, beginning of the season, you'd have looked at that one like, ooh, that's a good one. Right. Now it's, okay, I guess. Maybe. I mean, if Minnesota w- were to win that game, it would really, really get them back into things. For sure. Because you would have, you know, obviously you're closer to 500, but you would have beat a really good team on the road. And it would it would create more of a mess in the West. Yes. For the for the Niners. And then Monday night, uh, Chargers and the Saints. I don't really have any interest there. Not much, no. Not so, much. 
Lions and Packers are on the bye. Um, so we're through four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts? Ruminations? What have you? Um, Surprises? I think my biggest surprise so far this year um, would be two things. Uh, how much scoring is up. And I'm surprised that Cleveland's three and one. Um, they haven't played anybody great. We'll, uh, you know, once they get into division and start playing the the Ravens and the Steelers, that'll be a little more telling. But um, I wouldn't. That was a team that I wouldn't have thought would be three and one at this point in the season. And I think I, I, I guess on the other side of the coin, the the surprising, disappointing team's got to be the Texans. I didn't think that they would be zero and four. Um, and and already have their coach gone. So right. those would be probably my big those three things. My surprise is I'm really shocked at how many bad teams there are, and I mean bad. Mm-hmm. Like heading into last week, a winless Texans and winless Vikings. That was shocking. I mean, you've got the Giants, the Falcons, uh, the the Jets. None of these teams have won a game. Even like Jacksonville, Denver, Washington. They've managed. They've got one win, right. but they're not any good. No. There's, I mean, like you have probably five teams at the top that yep. are, you know, yep. they're pretty good and you can probably bet on them being there at the end. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a couple of more. If they make some plays, they can make some noise. Everybody else is is bad. Yeah. It's It's just a matter of how bad. You know, on what tier of bad do you fall? Right. I, it, it, it's, you know, you always say you hate watching bad football. There's a lot of bad football yeah, out there. there was on Sunday, boy. Yeah. There was some bad football. So out. I guess, I I mean, I look at the records and then I think of the teams and I'm like, how are you this bad? But they're bad. So I guess that's, you, the, that's my biggest surprise. Do you buy into the, the excuse of the, the screwed up season, the lack of, training camp no, or any of that because everybody's dealing with the same thing and i would think now at this point in the season you like should have you figured should, it out you should be yeah uh, you know running at 100 miles an hour well and here's another thing too which i which okay you didn't have rookie orientation so the rookies are already behind the eight ball they didn't get their own separate mini camp you didn't have otas you didn't have mandatory mini camp and then you didn't have any preseason games Let's just say you add back in all the off-season work, but what have the players always said? We don't want to play any preseason games. Here's what you got. Mm-hmm. You got an extended training camp, no preseason games, and this is the product that's on the field. Yeah, Is this what you want? You can't tell me that a lot of these records wouldn't be more evened out if you had mandatory minicamp or OTAs or something like that. Well, and then the records might not even be any different. But the quality of the play would be much different. Do you I, think there would be? I, just just from getting I, more I offseason so. work. I, I think I think possibly. Um I think the lack of fans is an issue. I really do. I think that that's what's led to more points. I, I, I do. I, I think it, we've seen it in the NBA during the playoffs, how easy right. it is. It's never – I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. It's never been easier – in basketball or football, ever to score. I mean, the the rules are so slanted to right. the offense now 
that, yeah, we're, I mean, 49 to 40 the other day, the Cleveland Dallas game. Right. I mean, the Packers are scoring 30 a game, the Seahawks 30 a game, the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's like three point shooting. I don't know long term that it's a good thing. Because I just think it dilutes the product and it makes everybody kind of the same. Is that like the steroid era in baseball where you're getting long ball after long ball? And yeah, you're, it and got, you're, yeah, it kind of got to the point where it's like, well, I don't want to watch the home run. This is boring. Who's who's not hitting homers? Exactly. So, I I mean, I, I, I'm I, with you on the quality of play, though. It's not been good. I don't. I mean, you see a lot of these old school football scores, and maybe a team's lucky to get into the twenties. Most of be most of them are in the teens. They score once or twice. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't mind the Cleveland-Dallas score. I do mind bad defense. Yeah. I do mind bad defense, but if you get a prolific offense like Kansas City trotted out last year, I don't mind them putting up, you know, 30, 40 points a game on people because I want to see that. I want to see guys getting into the end zone. I don't want to see three and out after three and out after three and out and then maybe break a big well, right. play and that's all you got. And that's the that's the flip side of the argument of there's too much offense. It's like, yeah, but you guys said how boring the Bear game was. Right. And there wasn't any offense in that. So you can't have what it both want? ways. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with more points. I mean, I really am. I'd rather, I'd rather take that. Um, okay, so that's almost an hour worth of the NFL. Well, there ain't a hell of a lot no, to talk about. There, so. there's, there's really not. I mean, I don't have to talk. Um, baseball playoffs. I'm not really that interested about who's left anymore. I really want to talk about. First of all, we can put the put the clothes on the Brewers season because that uh, that's. I heard one of our guys at the radio station, afternoon guy, talk about the Brewers and how embarrassing it was for the guys that they trotted out in the uh, playoff series second game against the Dodgers, and I just I didn't understand where he was coming from, given all the circumstances involved due to all the injuries, the opt-outs, and stuff like that. It's like, do you think that they wouldn't have put a better lineup out there to try and succeed than they did if they could have? Like, I I, well, I, I just don't understand. That, I mean, at that point, if that you are who you are, you have who you have. That's what I mean. It's like, But, I, I mean, like, you can't, <laughs> you can't explain to me and make me understand why you bat Ryan Healy cleanup in a playoff game when he has seven at bats on the season? Don't like dis- that. That that don't disagree. That to me, th- there's no stat in the world that can justify that. Should be at the that, eight or nine that, spot. That's imba- that is, and I hate to use the word embarrassing because it's like embarrassing, embarrassing for who? But that was kind of like the announcers didn't even really know what to say. That's kind of been an issue with Council for a while, his lineup, some of his lineup decisions, like why you put certain people there. If you think that guys surround this person, they're going to get a pick-me-up or whatever. I just, I just don't. And again, I'm no Major League Baseball coach, but I think there's also an element, and I think we see this in a lot of sports, where you just overthink things. And, and, and I think it really gets you into trouble in a lot of different areas. And I really think this lineup card has now become kind of a hot-button issue where it's like, well, how many different lineup combinations did we see throughout the season? And so I get it. Some of it's due to injury. Some of it's due to availability, um, you know, whatever. But you got to try and put together a consistent lineup so guys can figure out who's around them and what they got to do and what their approaches are. Because if you're in a different spot with a guy who does different things, your approach is going to be 
different depending on when you come up in what situation. So you're always trying to figure out, okay, now what do I got to do here because somebody's going to bat in front of me and this guy's got to go behind me. To me, there's just, you can't overthink this stuff and there needs to be a little bit more repetition, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm far off. I've... I don't think I've made of any secret the last couple of years. I don't love the way the brewers go about their business, but it's hard to take my objections seriously because of the success they've had the last couple of years. Right. So, but my, my, my thoughts on it haven't changed because I think it does fall into line with a little bit of the overthinking, you know, constantly moving guys around in the batting order, taking guys out in the fifth inning, um, you know, just doing stuff that when you're watching the game, it's kind of like you didn't need to do that. You know, taking out your starting pitcher in the fourth inning who hasn't given up a runner and has only given up one hit and he's only thrown like 70 pitches. Like, wh- why are you Why are you creating? It seems like you're creating a problem for yourself later in the game by doing this. Not going with the hot bat in the lineup so you can get the other guy some playing right i mean and famously this year it was the the jerko hits two homers and then the next night he doesn't play and they say well you know he doesn't have great numbers against this guy well he's hot nottingham has put together a couple of decent games oh here's omar narvaez your boy jesus (laughs) well i mean and Suter had a bad that was kind of inexplicable yes worst time for the for bad control it was Doubled his walk production. But here's the thing. you got to score. Oh, for sure. Can't put up a donut. He's not going to shut out the Dodgers. They've been the best team in baseball for the last five years. They haven't won a title, but day in and day out, they've been the best team for five years. You're on the road. Um, You know, yeah, they fell behind, which sucked. And then the next night with Woodruff, um, I mean, he pitched all right. But again, you get shut out. I mean, you had one hit that produced any runs in two games, and it was the RC homer in game one. Um, and it was just, it was the story of the season. Inability to put the ball in play, inability, inability to advance runners and drive runners in, not via the home run. And then guys that you counted on to hit the home runs did not produce. Uh, I mean, if you go down the line at the guys that they brought in this year, Smoke, Narvaez, Holt, Urias, Lauer, Lindblom, Anderson, yada, yada. You can go, list goes on and on and on. Every one of those guys underachieved. Every Avisel Garcia, underachieved. Hit two home runs. Played like 50 games. I mean, that's on pace for six in a regular. That's, that's, that's not why you're paying this guy 10 million bucks. You know, Lorenzo Cain going home. That's unfortunate. That sucked. You got to just treat that like he got hurt. And that happens. Um, but I was not super pleased yesterday with the comments that I heard from David Stearns. I didn't hear anything until Al played the cuts this morning. And I, if you could ask him, I was shaking my head at every one that I heard. Um, my dad said to me, boy, I'm not sure we should have renewed those season tickets. Really? I, well, when your general manager comes out and basically says... We're not going to spend any money. Don't know how we can maintain the 24th ranked payroll in baseball. Well, the Brewers are going to claim, and I've already seen it sprinkled about, the Brewers are going to claim, and I'm not saying they're lying. I don't know one way or the other. They're going to claim that they lost about $100 million this year. Maybe they did. I don't know. 
Um, but I do know that Mark Atanasio is worth like $700 million. And if you want to own a professional baseball team, sometimes you might have to go into the red a little bit. It sucks. Sometimes you have to do it. Um, I don't think they need to make crazy changes. Um, I think they need one more legitimate starter. I think they need a number three behind Burns and Woodruff. Um, Lindblom, uh, you were in Korea for five years for a reason. Brett Anderson, King Blister, can't count on him. Brent Suter, I, I have no problem with Suter, but he's not an every fifth day guy. I was just going to say, and he, he's even a, then he's not going to he, throw that many innings. He's your long man. Yeah. He's your emergency starter. That's fine. Um, but they need to, they need a third guy, and, and I'm not saying you got to go out and spend $20 million on somebody, but, you know, $10, $12 million guy maybe, something like that. Um, they, need, they need to shore up first base. It's a black hole over there. They have nothing. Um, and third base, I don't know what they're going to do there. Urias didn't really prove to me that he can hit enough to play every day. Um, if I had my way, I would put Hira at first. I would put Urias at second. Arcia stays at short. I would have one of the best up the middle combinations in baseball. And then you got to go out and find a third baseman. Um, I know Hira's short. He's got short arms. The guy throws like a ten year old. It's terrible. <laughs> Whenever there's a double play to be turned, it's fifty fifty. You know, I understand. I mean, he made and and. He would have to work at it, and it's tough to ask a guy to do that. I mean, Jerko had an error in that uh, game, two on a play by Urias that an experienced first baseman probably catches it, but he didn't because he ain't experienced, and it showed in a big big spot. So um, I don't know. I, I just the, – the excuses of the, the season was weird. Well, wasn't that weird? It didn't affect – L.A. That's or Atlanta. I mean. See, and that's what I mean. When everybody's I mean, playing with the same circumstances, yeah. I don't the know. The Brewers didn't have any sickness. I don't know why you can claim all of a sudden that that was hard on your team. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was difficult. But like what he said about Yelich, he's like, you know, well, you know, he hadn't played in ten months, and he didn't have his normal spring training, and and we didn't have, you know, you couldn't go in the in the dugout and watch video, and it's like. Could you do that when you were in in high school? I mean, like it's baseball. This these guys are professionals. This is what they do for a living. It, it I don't get that. I just don't. I don't get the the haven't played in ten months. I'll give you that. It's the same thing like with Knable and him struggling coming off of an injury. I'll give you that, but don't give me that other shit. I'm not buying it because, like you said, everybody had it. And the other thing that has been very evident is the NL Central sucked. No kidding. The only reason they had four teams is because everybody went five and five against each other. And in the other divisions, you had to play the Dodgers ten times and the Padres ten times and the Braves ten times and the Marlins ten times. And the shitty teams got their ass kicked. I mean, so, thanks Cubs. Thanks Reds. The Reds didn't even put up all run. No. Got two donuts for the first time. Cubs scored what? One? Is that, was that One or was? two. I don't even know. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks, Brewers. I mean, the Cardinals, Cardinals made it interesting with they the did. Padres. And I think it was partly because the Padres were all shit in their pants because they had never been in the playoffs before. <laughs> and they're playing and they're and you're playing the freaking Cardinals. Right. Who just seem to always play well in the playoffs. They're so just always there. So Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on pretty much everything you said, especially about the Stern comments. That was um, just it seemed like you were laying the groundwork to be shitty next for year. For sure. It's like, hey guys, like, yeah, hey, I don't know that we can maintain tight. right. I don't know that we can do this. And somebody brought that up 
um, today where it's, you know, Mark's now been to the playoffs three straight years, but you're finding out that it's cost a lot of money to sink into the team to get you guys there. But I'm like, he didn't sink that much in this year, and they still got in just because of expanded rules. Go look at the payrolls of the last 10 uh, NBA champions and last 10 Major League Baseball champions. They're all high-money teams. You have to spend money on good players and to keep your own good players if you want to win and win consistently. It's not feasible to expect to be the Twins or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Marlins or some of these teams. What the hell have they won? They've lost 17 straight playoff games. I know. Yeah, they can get there. Right. They have great regular seasons. And if that's but, your thing, but okay. You, but you know what then you need to do? You need better scouts and you need a better general manager to pick out talent that you don't have to pay that much that is going to be better on the field. Because mm-hmm. right now, all you're doing is hiring these guys who don't produce on the cheap. That's all it is. You're, you're, you want to follow that formula, good luck. You just need to find better guys then. Well, they're, you're trying to get... Five to ten million dollar production out of eight hundred thousand dollar player. That's what I mean, and that's really hard to have a full ro- or even a half of a roster of guys. They're not all going to do that. It's just impossible. And sometimes you'll have those fluky years where, like, like what's going on with the Marlins, where they got some young guys right. who are making no money and they're playing really well, and then you can plug in a couple other guys, but. That window is very, very small. Which is hilarious after the front office just got murdered for just busting up the team. I mean, I think I even said it. Like, if the Marlins just didn't play, would anybody care or miss them? Because they're terrible. And right. now, now look at them. They're in the exactly. division series. All right, that's enough baseball talk as we close the book on the Brewers until they start uh, doing something in the offseason. Um, yeah, they the- canceled on deck. Brewers on deck, too. They did? Yeah. It's not even until January. It's like, Jesus Christ, what are you, the Beloit School District? Sun oh, Prairie hey. did the same thing. That, that's two big eight schools that are now into January. Great. I don't know why. Can't wait to not do not basketball games on the, on the radio. Correct. Fucking Christ. Um, NBA, you can, I haven't watched. Go ahead, and then we'll we'll leave with some Badger talk. I haven't watched a ton. I'll be perfectly honest. Really? I haven't been super interested in this series. Um, it's your boy. Who's that? LeBron. Oh, LaDrama. Um, <laughs> Lakers jumped out to a 2-0 lead, which everybody kind of expected. Jimmy Butler went nuts in Game 3 with a 40-point triple-double. Uh, first guy to ever do that and not make a 3. Um, and that was without Drogic or Adebayo. Correct. Uh, it sounds like Adebayo is going to play tonight. Uh, Drogic is game-time decision. I mean, even if he plays, he's, he tore his plantar fascia. I mean, that's you're going to be really hobbled. Painful. Oh, I... I had some tears in Ooh. mine and my heel in college, and it's it's kind of like walking on uh, bone. Oh, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think the Lakers win the next two. I think it's over in five. Um, LeBron took a little grief the other day because he walked off the court before the game ended with like ten seconds left, and then the shot clock ran out before the buzzer sounded so the Lakers had to sub somebody in because LeBron was already in the locker room and God. it's just all drama with that guy everything is theater I mean it, it was and this is the kind of thing that he's done over the years where it's like that when you do that as a player it's almost kind of like you're separating yourself from the team you're like right. well, I, I did my job right I don't know what the fuck these guys are doing 
I did. I got mine. I got my twenty-five oh, nine and nine. I hate that. I got whatever. Mine. And it's like you know, those are the kind of things when people compare him to Jordan and Magic and Bird, and people say, "Whoa, those guys walked off of there." It's like they did it on the last, maybe on the last game of the series. You know, back when people used to be able to rush the court. You watch right. those old eighties games. Oh yeah. At the end of a series, they'd rush the court like it was a college game. So the players, the the road team, wanted to get the hell out of there. That makes sense, right? But. There ain't no fans. Where are you going? You're going to have to talk to the media anyway. Like, why are you walking off the court? It's just a bad look. And it's something that I don't think any other of the guys that I just mentioned would have done that because it came off as disrespectful to not only Miami but your own team. So, But that's just LeBron being LeBron, man. It's what he does. He just wants the attention, and and he gets it. He does from everybody everywhere. He gets it. Um, one final note, some college football, uh, Badgers quarterback, Jack Cohn is out for who knows, because you will never get an honest answer from, um, I heard that you sent out a a text message to, uh, somebody asking for some confirmation and didn't get a response. I I reached out to our boy, Ben Wargle and I said, what's the, you know, what's the damage? Um, what are you hearing about recovery time? And also, hi. I mean, I haven't talked to him right. since the end of Badger basketball. You maybe know. salty. I maybe, maybe, but I don't know why we don't we don't really talk in right. the off season anyway. Right. So, but I, you know, the first thing is like, hey, give me information. Maybe he was a little sour at that, but no, I haven't heard back. Um, the initial story said he's going to need surgery. It's a broken foot. Chris wouldn't say whether he was going to need surgery, just that he was going to see a foot specialist. I mean, you got to think of at least six weeks. Right? I mean, if you're, having, bone? if you're having foot surgery, you're going to be in a boot for a couple of weeks, and then you're going to have to have a couple of weeks of rehab. So you got three weeks until the season, two and a half. You play Illinois, and then the first couple of weeks, I want to say it's Illinois, Nebraska, and then Michigan, maybe? Sounds right. I think. So, I mean, those are three good. And like I said yesterday when I wrote my commentary, everybody that's been asking for Graham Mertz, and I have at times as well, you got him. Yep. Here you go. Yep. Here's the guy that you have clamored for and want. Let's see what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be a little bit different if you had somebody like a Melvin Gordon or a Jonathan Taylor. For sure. Or somebody, somebody back you could there lean on. rather than an unproven Nikia Watson, who I think is a sophomore. Um, Isaac Garendo, who's just a freshman. Garrett Groshek, who Chris just loves. And you as well. Your boy. Seems like a great kid. I just don't understand what you're looking for as far as production out of him. It's I, always, don't, I don't get it. It's always been scary as a Badger fan the year after the great running back leaves. Ooh. Because they've their, their program has always dipped. When they lost Dane, they dipped. When they lost uh, Gordon, when they lost James White and Bonnie Ball and that that whole crew, they took a little bit of a dip. And like you say, you got a couple of guys back there that are pretty inexperienced. And I mean, Groshek has played, but I mean, he's cert- he's not. He ain't getting he, thirty no, carries a no, game. He's not a he's not a bell cow. No. So and even then, he's not going to run for one hundred and eighty yards. You right. could probably pencil him in for ninety. To 100 if he gets that many carries, but he's not going to get those. They like him out of the backfield. They like him in pass protection. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it, it, I mean, it's really weird because as you mentioned, all those backs, you could kind of see the next guy that they would logically hand that off to. Right. When the big, when the, when the white ma- uh, ball thing, you had Gordon. Right. You had him sitting there. You, and, you, you knew there was somebody. Right. And they got a couple of freshmen. They got that kid, Berger, in from New Jersey. He's a true freshman. Um, you got another kid, um, Julius Davis, I think. He's from over in the, in the, oh, yes, yeah. Menominee Falls. Yep. I think that's. Yep. So it's like you got these really young guys, and then you got those first three that I mentioned, and that's who Chris said is that they're going to lean on. But it's like now you got this quarterback who has not started a game yet, high, you know, very highly touted, very heralded, but you don't have your Badger running game set yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, I mean, you know, it could be like, oh, that's fine. We'll lean on on Gordon. We'll lean on JT. We'll lean on whatever. Well, can you? Yeah. Can you lean on Nikki Watson, Isaac Garendo, Garrett Groshek? I mean, you figure the D will be what it is. What it always yeah. is is going to be good. Yeah, but they don't Leonard's have. Gonna have them. You know, they don't even have a, a, a Cephas on no, the edge anymore. It's Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor, and Those they're small. Are, they're small guys. I mean, Pryor can fly. Davis is, can catch, but they're not. You know, they're not going to be pros, most likely. Right, and yeah. they're not going to throw the ball 20 times to um, Jake Ferguson No, at tight end. Although Barry would love that. Of course he would. By the way, he's his grandson. Did anybody know that? Yes, we did. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll be real. This changes a lot. I mean, not that I expected Cone to be a world beater. But, but he's, I mean, he's it's solid a, and he's got experience. It's the senior yeah. season. He's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you got with this kid. Maybe he'll come in and he'll just... Blow the doors off of everybody. Probably not. Right. Probably. I think he'll be fine. But, I, yeah, I think he's going to, if he plays the whole season or something, you're probably going to have two losses. What do they play, eight games? Eight. You like uh, six. Nine with the, with, with the ending one. So, but you're, getting to that so you're like six game. and two going yeah. into the last game if he's your starter. You're yeah. going to beat, you know, Illinois, Indiana, but you're going to lose to Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan or somebody like that. Right. So the, no, the hardest games they have, they have road games at Nebraska and Michigan, and then they play Iowa at home. That Northwestern game down in Evanston. That's always a bitch. Always causes them yep. problems. And yep. I don't know. And it, it sounds like the conference has agreed no fans. So maybe this is going to turn the big house into a place that they're going to be able to play. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this, uh, you know, the game uh, at Nebraska. I mean, I'm not worried about Nebraska, but it's still a road game. Maybe that even tips it more in their favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it'll be like the NFL, and it doesn't matter where you play. It Maybe it just doesn't. Just whoever's got the better guys. Right. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. So um, Chris says there'd be more information. Cone would see a foot specialist, and then, and then we'll see. But I don't know. I kind of want to wrap with the... With the whole thing about high school, these virtual teams, I don't know, or these the, the schools that are staying virtual until mid-January, you didn't allow fall sports when teams were virtual. Now how are you going to allow winter sports when you're virtual? Well, it's the fear of the anti-masker people. I mean, it's like, where when is this, where does the overreach end? And it seems like right now it's more about ass covering than anything else because... You know, especially when it comes to basketball, like kids played AAU basketball all summer. And I saw Verona coach Angie Murphy tweeting out several things about that. Like you can't, you can't tell me that it's not safe for these kids to play when you're posting videos and pictures of your kids playing AAU ball all summer. You can't have it both ways. So, um, unfortunately it's not looking good. Nope. Um, 
I think if they have a season, it will be a shortened. I mean, they've already shortened, they've, they've it already shortened because it. they're moving the fall into yep. the spring. I wouldn't be surprised if the basketball season is like a month. Maybe they play 10 games. And at that point, and and I don't even, from the sounds of it, I don't even know that they're going to have a tournament. No. So, I mean, what at that, if if that's what it boils down to, what I mean, doing? I can't even imagine how livid I would have been. For, I, for that. I can't even imagine it. I, I feel so bad for these kids that are seniors because most of them are never going to play again. And I can speak from, from playing in college. Uh, there's nothing like playing with the guys you grew up with. No matter what sport it is, ba- basketball, baseball, football, um, it's just too bad. That's the intentional foul for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. We appreciate you. Tell your friends. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next time. Go Bears.